Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Uh, I'm not even going to set it up. I'm just going to go into it. The word tonight is bring it up. What do you think when I say bring it up? Things that you don't want to talk about. Boom. Family that you don't want to talk about. What's your name? Ermie? What does that mean? You need to find that out. Seriously. Seriously, it's a beautiful name, and hopefully it means something significant. If not, we'll, we'll, t- we'll put a meaning to it. <laughs> bring it up. What does it mean to you? What do you think? What do you say? Talk about it. Boom. See, tonight is a sermon on confrontation. So thank you all for coming, and I appreciate your... Oh, so maybe it ain't just for me. Maybe somebody else got to deal with this too, amen? What you do not, what you never confront... You tolerate. And I know on your side, it seems like you're tolerating, but overall, you're allowing. What you do not confront, you allow. God showed me how confrontation is a gift to us. Yeah, I'm going to show you that. It is a gift to us so that you don't have to remain balled up, bottled up, frustrated, they have this phony self, like, yeah, cool. And then you walk away like, all you have to do is confront the situation. We, we see confrontation as an, in a negative context mostly, which is why we stay away from it. And in the name of humility, I'm just going to be humble. Just, oh. Humble does not equal non-confrontational. You just have to confront them humbly. They got quiet on this side. Because we see confrontation like, excuse me, let me holler at you. That's not. If you have the love of the Lord in your heart and you love the person, it can't come out like. And some of us, and I'm talking about me, so most of the time it's me. Some of us cannot confront an issue unless you're upset. So I'll tolerate, I'll be mad, I'll be, oh, it'll irk me a little by little, it'll irk me, it'll irk, it'll irk, it'll irk until finally, yo! Yeah! So now that all them little lint balls became a sweater. Tell your neighbor, confront it before it's a sweater. Holler at me when it's a pocket or something. Don't come to me when it's... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for a little bit. First scripture. This is Genesis 12. Genesis 11 is the Tower of Babel. Genesis 11, they're all building this tower to make a name for themselves. We're going to reach heaven. Huh? God said, oh, yeah, you think you're going to reach heaven? Oh, let me go see what they talk. I'm going to go down and see what they're talking about. God himself came down, looked at the tower, like, oh, look at them. They can do anything they put their minds to do. Wow. How am I going to shut down this? They're building a tower. This is not up there, y'all. I'm just setting this up, actually. But you can look at it if you want. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But anyway. Uh. I'm going to shut down this process. How did he do it? He confounded their language. All right? He changed their language. That's where we get all these different languages from, and that's why we got Rosetta Stone and, I, and interpreters and sign because I, I, 
just because we wanted to build a tower. It would have been cool if we'd have just relaxed. But we had to try to get to heaven without Jesus. <laughs> That's what it was. They were trying to make a name for themselves and get to heaven their way. And anytime you try to get to heaven your way, you end up confused or confounded. Just be nice to people. That's all you got to do to get to heaven. I am the way. Jesus said that. I'm the way. I'm the tower. You don't have to build another tower. I, matter of fact, my name is a strong tower. I feel like running early. I'm a tower. I'm the, I'm the way to heaven. There's no other way but by me. So everyone who tries to construct their own ways to heaven winds up confused. Because that's how God shuts down that building process. You're confounded. So he confounded their language. Everybody's, now they don't understand each other. We have all these different languages. Genesis 12, the end of Genesis 11 starts with the lineage of Abram. He begat him. They lived 600 years, 700. It's, it's crazy when you see the, the genealogy of Abram. Verse, uh, chapter 12 starts with God for the first time speaking to Abram. Now let's look at it. It's not up there. Here we go. First scripture. Thank you. Now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy... I wish y'all would have read the end of Genesis 11. It's an extensive genealogy and history of Abram's lineage. It's extensive. It tells you he begat him and Terah, who his father... I mean, all of this extensive lineage. And then he talks to Abram says, leave that. Show you how strong the pedigree is. Show you how strong the history is. Show you how established Abram's family was. The first thing God ever says to me is leave the comfort zone. Woo. Lead, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show you. Wow. Leave your country where you live now. Your kindred, things you're familiar with now. Your father's house, your history, your past, generational curses, what they did, how they did it. Leave all of that and go to a place that I will show you of. He didn't even give him a definite destination. Can you change everything without a confirmed destination? Get you out of your country. All right, everybody can't move out the country, so that can't mean leave your country for us. All right? Leave your kindred. Some of y'all can't afford to move out of your, where you, so it can't mean that. Leave your father's house. It can't mean that. This means leave the systems and structures that has established your thought processes up until this point. Everything that made you who you are up until this point, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, abandon it. Thank you. Abandon it. Abandon what your father think. Abandon what your homies think. Abandon what you think in this place. Country, your thoughts in this place. Kindred, your friends. Father's house, your history, your cousins and them and everybody else, what well, they think is good. Abandon everything that has made you who you are to this point. Okay, I'm willing to do that. For what? I'll show you. So you have to make a trade without knowing what you're trading it for. Look at your name and say, trust the trader. Good God Almighty. I felt that one. You got to trust the one who's trading with you. Are you understanding? If you don't trust him, that's why Chris, Chris Tucker was like, same time, man, I don't know you. Same time. Y'all don't know that? Okay, y'all, y'all. One of his older movies. He said, I'm not going, uh-uh, same time because I don't know you. 
So for it not to be the same time, that means I have to know and trust that you're going to fulfill your end of the bargain. And God said, I'm faithful. He who has promised is faithful. So if you give it up, trust me, he's going to make it up. If y'all was here Sunday, it would have been a little bit more praise on that. If you give it up, he'll make it up. Tell your neighbor he's going to make it up to you. Woo, don't stop with me. Tell somebody else he's going to make it up to you. Leave it. Leave it. Can you do it without a guarantee of what your next season is going to be like? Can you just do what he says because he said it? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Cold turkey, can you do that because he said it? Mm, that's a good question. And again, <laughs> this whole sermon is I'm preaching to a mirror. Okay, so it's not like I got it. And I, let me tell you what it is. I'm still in process right here. Y'all got me? Okay. So he says, leave your kindred, leave your father's country, and go to a land which I will show you. And I will, here it is, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless thee. I will make your name great. I will, uh, uh, and, and thou shalt be a blessing. I'm going to bless you, make you famous, and you're going to bless people. Right? I, 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 I venture to say the reason why he's going to bless him and make his name great is because he's going to be a blessing to people. Do you understand what I just said? There's three things here. I'll bless you, make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Right? I think the reason why he's going to bless him and make his name great is because he's going to be a blessing to people. Because God never just sees you. He never just sees you. He sees everything connected to you. He sees everything you influence. He sees everything in your circle. He sees everybody that's watching you that you don't know is watching you. So when he blesses you, you then become a blessing. Woo. Anybody ready to be a walking blessing? Just like, hey. Woo, I felt that. You're just going to walk in Chick-fil-A and be like, oh, ooh, I feel, yeah, that's cool. That's me. I'm a blessing. Tell you, but that's me. That's me. I'm a blessing. I, I know you think it's my cologne, but it's my, it's my anointing. It's my aura. I am a blessing because I'm blessed. Everybody that's blessed in here scream, I am a blessing. You're not blessed just to be happy. You ain't blessed just to have joy. You're blessed to be. Stop being selfish with your, your joy and your blessing. Stop being selfish with that. The reason why you have it is because he's depending on you to give it. Amen? All right. So he says, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a blessing. I'll make your name great and I'll bless thee. I'll bless them that bless you. Look at that. And I'll curse them that curse you. Woo! Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I love that. That means God says, when you obey me and you leave your father and you leave all that for me, oh, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to handle your enemies. If they curse you, I'm cursing them. See, okay. Thank you, D'Angelo. I'm glad one person is in church tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God says, <laughs> you move and I'll make. You move out, I'll make you a blessing. Y'all quiet. The reason why we're not a blessing yet, you ain't moved yet. Do your part. Make the move and he'll make you. He's not going to bless you in the state that you're in now. He's not going to bless you in that thought process now. He's not going to do it how you're living now. He's not going to do it how you're thinking now. Make the move and I'll make you. Woo! I feel it early tonight. Hallelujah. When, you obey, when we obey God, we enable his favor. I'll bless them that bless you. I'll curse them that curse you. That's heaven's, that's heaven's backing right there. He's a, he'll underwrite your life. Y'all know what underwriters are? There's a lot of young people in here. What's, what's underwrite? 
underwriter. Underwriter. If your credit ain't good enough, you need somebody with a bigger name. Woo! To underwrite it for you. Okay, did y'all hear what I said? Young people, since y'all don't really know what it is. Okay, you're trying to get a car, your, your name ain't enough. <laughs> you ain't got enough experiences, you ain't got enough job, you ain't got enough referrals, you ain't got enough references, so you need a name that got more weight than you. You got a name that been through a little bit more stuff. You got a name, you need a name bigger than you that's more successful than you. That, y'all quiet. And they need to underwrite it for you so you can, it can be available to you. Jesus is your underwriter. Ha! Hallelujah. And his blood, good God, has enabled us. Never mind, y'all. Every blessing that comes to your life is because God underwrites it. <laughs> High five your name and say, I got a name bigger than my own. And it gives me access. It gives me favor. It gives me glory. It gives me power. It gives me strength. It gives me peace. It gives me joy. I got a name greater than mine. I don't go in my own name. I don't do that. But if any man be in Christ, I'm in him. I, it's the same thing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the same thing. That's why the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? I was studying it. Another translation said, if God be for you, like uh, if God is in your stead, like Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. He died as your substitute. He died in your stead. So if God be your substitute, who? Who could be against you? If God is in your place, if God is in your stead, when they come against you, they come against God. Y'all quiet over here. Let me go where my family is. Look at your neighbor and say, who? 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 No, say it with some swear. Who? 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 You going to come against God? Are you kidding me? You think it's time, but there's something greater on the inside of me that if you mess with me, you mess with my underwriter. Don't mess. Tell your neighbor, you might not want to mess with me because I got a name greater than me. And when you mess with me, you mess with him because he's for me. He's in my stead. He's in my place. Oh, this is good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody scream, God is for me. Let me get something to drink. God is for me. God is for me. So, Abram, the Bible says Abram departed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran, and Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot. Okay. Abraham departed, Lot was with him. Abraham took Lot. Hmm. And all their substance, and they that had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. All the servants, all the sheep shares, all their workers, all the handmaids, that's the souls. And they went forth into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan, they came. Huh. How you want me to say this, God? Lot went with him, or he took Lot. Whether they're with you as a tag along, or whether you initially take them, we must be careful who we take with us. 
Oh, this is. God told you. He told you. Get out of your father's land. Your country. Your kinsmen. You bring them. Mm. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this. Sit down. Y'all rush me. Woo! Be careful who comes with you. The word was for you. Just because you was with me when I got the word. Don't mean I'm obligated to bring you with me when I obey the word. I feel something early right here. Are y'all hearing me? You might have been there in that season when I got the word. But it doesn't mean I'm obligated to bring you with me into my next season. All right, sit down. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Could it be that we literally pick our problems? This is about to be so good. Could it be you got a word? You like, okay, God. Hmm. Now you choose what problem you're going to have and bring it with you. Could y'all preach for me tonight? Say, neighbor, when God tells you to move, he does not include your problem. Leave your problem where you're at. Leave your problem out. Leave your issues. Leave your struggles. Leave your habits. God was not talking to your habits when he told you to go higher. God was not talking to your issues when he told you to come up. God was not talking to your dysfunction. Y'all quiet. He was not talking to your... Oh, let me calm down. Y'all. Can I prove it to you? Okay. The Bible says... (laughs) The Bible says there were 10 men that were lepers. <laughs> there were 10 men that were lepers. And when they saw Jesus walk by, they said, have mercy on us. He says, go show yourself to the priests. Y'all know the story, right? No? Yes? 10 of them went. As they went, they were healed. One came back and said, thank you. Where are the nine? Well, you're made whole. When Jesus said, show yourselves to the priest, he was not talking to leprosy. Okay. The Bible says there were 10 men that were lepers. I like when it separates it. He didn't say there were 10 lepers. You're a man before your issue. You're a human before your struggle. You are made in my image before your problem. So when I tell you to come up, I'm not talking to your sickness, your habit, your struggle, your poverty. I'm telling the blessed you, go show yourself. I'm telling the healed you, go look at somebody and say, go show yourself. Show yourself. Not your struggle, not your pain, not your dysfunction. Show yourself. Hi, God made me amazing. Look at the, look. Oh, let me calm down. Y'all got me. Say your neighbor, show your real self. God, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. You go to the next level. I'm not talking about Lot, but you're so comfortable with Lot. Never mind. 
Be careful. You can literally pick your next headache. We are so, we could be so upset at some of our friends and heartbroken and if it's a girlfriend situation or a regular friend, we could be heartbroken, disappointed over something we chose. So this sleepless night could have been a peaceful night had I not brought Lot. Okay. Okay. Because y'all don't know what I'm talking about, so let me tell you. So be careful who you pick, all right? Because look, the next scripture says, I'm skipping. It says, the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sokov, about 600,000 that were on foot men besides children. So when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, 600,000 men. All right, do the, do, the, do the ratio in here of how many men and how many women and children are in here. There are way more women. Well, not way more. We, pretty, we do pretty good at live. I like the fellas. How y'all doing, fellas? Fellas. 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 Y'all good? So, um, 600,000 men, so you know it's well over a million. They're coming out of Egypt, and the Bible says, and a mixed multitude went up with them also. Flocks. Her. So the children of Israel didn't come out of Egypt alone. Did y'all know that? They weren't the only ones coming out of Egypt. It wasn't just God's people. There was a mixed crew. Mixed multitude. Wasn't totally children of God, but wasn't totally worldly either. <laughs> they might have been Egyptian, but they hung around in Israelites so long they got Israelite ways. But in nature, I'm still not one of you. But I know how to act like you so good, you'll take me with you to your next season. <laughs> woo! Woo! I don't care what you act like, what's in your spirit, what's in your belly, what's your intention with me? You better, oh man. Mixed multitude. Not totally ratchet, but definitely not totally righteous. Ah. Y'all got what I'm saying? The deception is the mix. That's the deception. When you're attracted to friends that are just ratchet enough that you can stay saved around them, that's the deception. Because you don't want to hang around with nobody totally saved. You just don't want to hang, they, they just all saved. I mean, they really love God. It's intimidating, it's irritating, and I don't feel like God, 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 God all the time. I don't understand that, but I don't feel like that all the time. So you hang around people that got a little worship and cuss on them. Like, I'm not condemning cussing. Peter cussed. Are y'all with me? I'm just trying to find an example. That's all. I'm trying to find, I don't know your life. I'm trying to find something. And I do something light so I ain't going to be too heavy. You feel what I'm saying? Because I can go deeper if you want. So you get a friend that's cool enough, you know what I'm saying? That do a little bit of both. And we're comfortable with that. Well, let's find out what happened. The next verse says, and so they came out of Egypt with the mixed multitude. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also 
wept again and said, who shall give us flesh to eat? Message Bible says it this way. The riffraffs, the next one. Yeah, you see that? I love it. The next one, please. The riffraff among them. I like that. I like that. Because to you, they kind of cool, but they kind of, but to God, they riffraffs. They're dysfunctional tokens that we carry with us. Yeah. Don't, if, if something is a part of you, don't connect with, if that's their whole them. If you're a little ratchet, don't get with a whole ratchet person. You just got a little ratchet. You don't need the whole representation. Because if that's the case, you're a little saved too. So, okay. So then why not get with one of the mothers of the church? Like, let's go out for tea today, Mother Johnson. I thought you never asked, baby. The riffraff started craving, and soon, here we go, the mixed multitude started lusting, and soon they had the people of Israel whining. Do you see that? So I will be content had it not been for the mixed friends I got. I would have been okay had it not been for the mixed conversations. So now the mixed multitude is lusting. Obviously, they're conversing with me. Now, I'm a child of God, pure breed. I'm an Israelite. Now, I'm whining and complaining to my leader when otherwise I would have been content because I understand the intention of my father whose blood is in my veins. You can't let, oh, don't let people who ain't blood dictate your decisions and dictate your emotions. They ain't pure blood. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Uh, we are pure blood. I'm pure blood. I've been washed in the pure blood of Jesus. I'm in Christ, and that's period. But Paul said we're all Jews. Look how quiet it got. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. We're all adopted in, period. Just read your Bible. That's all. Just read it two times. And before you die, read it twice. <laughs> we're all Jews, period. I believe that. I mess around getting in trouble in Israel. Because I really believe I'm a Jew. Like, hey, what's up? Y'all good? Where we praying at? Where we praying? They'd be like, boy, if you don't. <laughs> boy. They started whining because of the feelings of the mixed people I brought with me. I wouldn't even complain had it not been for who I brought in my life. Most of your complaints is not family. Most of your complaints is not your job. Most of your complaints are your friends who we chose. You go through more up and downs with your friends. Because you, if they family, you already, you already know how to excuse them. Like, that's crazy, George. He's just going to do it. But your friends take you through changes because I didn't bring you on board to be that way. I chose, you understand what I'm saying? I chose you because you was cool when we left. Now you're complaining in our next season. And your work, see, this is what the Lord told me. This is what the Lord told me. Where's it at, Lord? The people in your life will begin to serve as the voice of reason, counsel, and wisdom in your life. What else did you say? That's the Holy Spirit's job. 
whether they advise you or not, their ways alone now becomes to you a suggestion. Okay, so the people in your life will begin to be advisors to you. Not because they advise you, because you just observe their ways. They'll begin to be wisdom to you, to you on that level. Just because you see how they do things. They just seem to be so happy and they live with who they, they sleep with their fiance. They seem so happy. So that's just one corny thing. So now you get engaged and now sleeping with your fiance is now a suggestion. Because of the mixed multitude lifestyle, it's now impressed on your mind. So now you don't only bring complaints in your life, you bring struggle and conflict. You, you bring it. You bring it. They do it and it works for them. Their ways alone can become a suggestion to you. Careful who you bring with you. The people of Israel started whining. Why can't we have meat? We ate fish in Egypt and got it for free. And now the, the, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks, we love all that onion and garlic, but ain't nothing tastes good out here. And all we got is manna, manna, manna. Now you're complaining about the provision of the Lord. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, be careful the voices and the complaints and the commentary you hear. We were talking about it earlier today, Minister Ladarius and myself, uh, how, you know, the basketball, they, just commentaries, right? They don't know what LeBron is thinking, but LeBron comes up court. He's thinking how he's going to do this. He's thinking, you don't know what the boy is thinking. What you mean he's thinking? Which way he's going to pass it to? How you know he ain't thinking that his feet hurt? You don't know what he's thinking. But commentary gives a suggested perception. A suggested perception that we all now believe. If you're watching ESPN or you now believe, oh, LeBron, he, oh, so he's trying to figure out who he's going to pass it to. You just believe the suggested perception. Woo! So now forget sportscast. Think about your life. Like, yo, can you believe? Yeah, but let me tell you something. They're giving you their perception. That's their suggestion. And if they're a mixed multitude, it can turn you against the things of God to the point where you complain about what he's provided for you. And this man is just for a season. This ain't it. You by yourself for a season. You, you ain't going to be lonely forever or by yourself forever. Are you understand what I'm saying? So you, you're complaining about a seasonal... Never mind. Y'all got it, right? Okay, so let me keep it moving because we're doing short services now. <laughs> I'm moving pretty good, right? The problem with mixed multitude is that their problem become your problems because you brought them with you. You got it. So maybe when God said, leave that and go there, there were already issues and problems there for you that you can handle. All right, you already had ants that you had to deal with. You had roaches you had to step on. All right, but the mixed multitude brought mice and possums. So now their problem becomes your problem because the the, the mice and possums was good while we was in Egypt. But because that was at your house and I was in my house. Now that I brought you with me, I got bigger problems than I ever had to deal with because I chose to bring you and your issues and your struggle and your dysfunction with me. No! I can do bad. I don't need nobody's help destroying my life. I can do that perfectly. I can jack myself up great. 
I can mess the whole thing. I don't need nobody help. I don't need to tag me in. I don't need another person to mess me up. I know how to mess me up really good. I will be a fool to say, can you help me jack my life up? And that's what we do. Let's go back to Abram. Y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Let's go back to Abram. In my first closing. <laughs> Visitors, I have three, okay? So Abraham left Egypt and went back to Negev. Negev. Ne ne yep. He and his wife. Look, and everything he owned. And Lot still with him. Still. After a couple steps, because you know this ain't a plane ride. This ain't a train ride. This ain't a car ride. We like, Lot, come with me. God told me to leave. Come on. <laughs> After a while, Abram could be like, you know what? My bad. As you're allowed to come to your senses. Lot still with him, the Bible says. By now, Abraham was very rich, loaded with cattle and silver and gold. The next verse, keep moving with me, please. Keep moving. Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, again, was also rich. Lot was rich in sheep and cattle and tents. So you blessed because you with me. Why the people in your life that cause you problems are the ones you bless? I just want to leave that there for two minutes. If I did nothing for you, I understand you causing me problems. I'm rich and you became rich by being with me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Have you ever looked at certain people like that? Mm. You see yourself all over them? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. All humility. I mean, thank God. It's God that did everything. I'm not taking no credit, but I see all over you. And everybody love you because of the me factor on your life. Never mind. So Lot is now rich as well. Isn't that great? You wasn't rich when we started, but you're rich now because you've been with me. You wasn't wise when we started, but you got wisdom now. You're having counseling sessions on the side. What are you doing? That's my... Okay. Like, what are you doing? So now he's rich. But the land couldn't support the both of them. They had too many possessions. They couldn't both live there. So quarrels broke out between Abram's shepherds and Lot's shepherds. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at the time. All these people in the land, we, we so blessed, we don't have room enough to receive. This should be a happy moment. We're literally so blessed, the land can't contain both of our blessings. This should be the best season in our lives. But no, you want to start fights. You want to start quarrels. The people that's with you starting to, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I told you I was personal to me. Let me calm down. So we have to understand. Like what? Lot 
is blessed because of Abraham. Why are the quarrels in a good place? Three things reveal people. Three things reveal the core of people, who they really are. Three things, pain, problems, and prosperity. That'll tell you who somebody really is. Pain, like, ah, the, what's going to come out your mouth? <laughs> That's the real you. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Mother of Jesus. Mother at the foot of the cross, Mary. Ah! <laughs> Pain. <laughs> that will tell you, you real quick. Problems. Come outside and somebody hit your parked car. What the weather gonna be tomorrow? <laughs> Prosperity. You got everything you want. You chilling. Now, you treat people how you really feel about them now. You feel me? <laughs> like, Clarice, Clarice. Oh my God. I ain't, I ain't got, now you ain't got time for me. Last month you needed a ride from me. Y'all. Don't get funny because you got your own little car. I remember when you had to get in my little hoopty. Now you got yours. Don't act funny. But let them act funny. That's the real them. When they show you who they really are, believe them. High five and never say, believe that. We give too many benefits of the doubts. Don't give no benefits. Oh, God. You give benefit of the doubts because of what you need in your life. I need a friend. I need a boyfriend. So he didn't mean that. Yes, he did. She didn't really mean that because you want to. She meant it. Every letter, every move, every hand gesture. She meant it. Liv, y'all go home. Go home. Go home. Y'all want this. Go home. When people show you who they are. It's a blessing to you. It's a favor from God to you. Look at this real quick. All you see is a smile, but then God show you, eh, believe that one. I just saw the face of a seraphim. <laughs> a demonic demon. A demonic demon. <laughs> when you see that other face, ooh, I'm going to believe that one. Let me get y'all out of here. Abraham said, next one, we're going, y'all move with me. Thank you, production team. Abraham said, Lot, let's not have fighting between us, between your shepherds and my shepherds. After all, we family. Just look around. There's plenty of land out there. Let's separate. Do you hear that? This is a confrontation. Instead of just dealing with the quarrels and let them figure it out. Oh, they, no. Let's confront the issue. Before I get angry, I confront. Before Abram got upset, he said, let me holler at you. Just tell your name. Let me holler at you. No, 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 no. Let me holler at you. 
Yeah, y'all saying it wrong. Y'all was like, let me holler at you. No, let me holler at you. Let me, let me holler at you. Let me holler at you. Real talk, like real talk, real talk. Let me hide, let me hide you, let me hide you, real quick. No, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's not fight. It's plenty of land. Let's separate. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. That's how they came to part company, uncle and nephew. Abraham settled in Canaan. Lot settled in Sodom and Gomorrah. Because that was really him anyway. I ain't going to talk about that. He was always that. Lot was always Sodom and Gomorrah. Especially his wife. It matters who you marry. Oh, I'm about to take another turn. That's Friday. That's Friday. It matters who you marry. Because it was in both of them that Sodom lifestyle was in both of them, but it was really in both of them because of the wife. And we saw that when it was time to leave. <laughs> Y'all ain't with it. Y'all ain't with it. Y'all ain't with it. Ooh. Look at your neighbor and say, choose wisely. I don't care how cute she is. I don't care how much. I don't care about how fine he is. Choose wisely. Your mate, your husband, your wife decides the direction of your life. They decide the direction of your life, how you think about life, how you deal with finances. We got all this money. Let's get a house. Well, babe, you need that. You need a, yeah, let's go. You don't need that. You need wisdom. You better choose wisely. Just because you have a good time and it's fun and uh, life ain't all like that. Life is serious. Life is a business. You run the business of whatever your name is. Everybody say, I am the CEO of, now say your name. You run that. You run it. Evan Incorporated? I like that. Eric? I, oh, I'm saying your name wrong. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you Incorporated. Sorry about that. You run your own you. So life ain't nothing to just be playing with it. No, 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 no. Well, this person... Never mind. That's Friday. Y'all married couples, y'all come Friday and engage couples. But everybody really need to hear it. Like, real talk. It matters who you marry. Let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. So he went to Sodom. <laughs> Abram stayed in Canaan. The pro it, which wound up being the promised land. The land that flowed with milk. Y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundreds of years later, the people of God, the children of Israel, went into Canaan from Egypt. Because Abraham established it there, the father of our faith. I ain't going to go into that because that's a long story. They went to Sodom and Gomorrah. That was in them the whole time anyway. People only act right around you because you supply their need. But when it's time to separate, they're going to go to the land they wanted to go to the whole time anyway. They're going to go to the club they wanted to go to the whole time anyway. They're going to go to the drug they wanted to go to the whole time anyway. They're going to go to dressing how they wanted to dress the whole time anyway. They're going to, oh, y'all got it. I ain't going to. It was in them anyway. Abraham brought it up. Confrontation 
It's a privilege, the Lord said, and a release. How would it feel to walk around irritated for years over little things? People do. Why not confront the issue? Why not say, hey, let's talk about this. We're family anyway, or whatever it is. I love how Abram did it because he wasn't upset. We got to learn to confront before we're upset. I'm going to keep going into it. All right, let me keep going. Y'all ready for a little bit more? All right. Ooh, got a ways to go. Okay, let me hurry up. Therefore, bring, okay. Bring the next one. Just go with me. Therefore, bring your gift to the altar. That's like worship. Uh, uh, they brought cattle. They brought ram. They brought lamb. They brought pigeons uh, to, 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 to show homage to God. After they sinned, they brought their sacrifice to the altar or their gift. Bring your gift to the altar. When you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that your brother has an ought against you, Leave your gift at the altar. Reconcile with them and come back and offer your gift. Look how much God cares about people you offend. If your brother has an ought against you, I thought it was like if you have an ought. No. If you know, because real talk, we can clap and shout like, yeah, that's right. We do, we do some stuff too. Okay, I just want to know how real it was. Y'all real? Okay, I love y'all. Okay. You get madder in your feelings and you do stuff intentionally too. Being petty. Yeah. We, we do stuff too. Just tell your name. Okay, I've done some things too. Right. Because if I ain't talking about nobody in here, then I might as well change the, change the sermon. We've done some stuff too. And if you know you've offended your brother, don't even offer me a gift. Your, 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 your offering to me is not important, more important than your relationship with your brother and your sister. Y'all, I'm going to say it again. How you honor me and worship me, I'm not totally excited if you did your brother wrong. My hallelujah belongs to you. Our hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve, and they deserve an apology. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Woo! If you know you did somebody wrong, go back, stop praising, stop worshiping, stop praying, stop believing God for a come up. Leave it all at the altar. Go make it right with them. And then come back, and then we good. Y'all, oh God, reconcile. I teach this all the time at Label for the first time visitors in my last second closing. Reconcile means to come to terms or to an agreement. In church, we always think reconcile means restore. Restore means to go back to as it was before, as if it never messed up. So some of us say, let me reconcile with my brother. You want to go bowling? Don't, you ain't got to restore the relationship. Reconcile. I'm sorry I hurt you. I know. I was offended, but you go that way, I go this way. We just, it just ain't going to work no more. I just don't, you're right, you're right. All right, love you, love you. That way, that way. <laughs> that way. Reconciliation means coming to terms or coming to an agreement. We agree that we're not that cool no more. We agree that those were the college years. Come to an agreement. Do not leave open, close that. Because your brother is walking around with a, a hurt heart. 
And the only person that can close that is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work on them, but they need another element. And that's your closure. Good God Almighty. Look at your name and say, close that thing. It has an art with you. I mean, you know what you did. I didn't say if you have an ultra brother, because you can go to somebody like, yo, that hurt my feelings. And they can be like, well, oh, well. You, you can't control how they, you, you can't make them apologize to you. But if you, you, you got that? So you're going to hurt yourself going, uh, you offended me. And you're going to hurt yourself calling that reconciliation. If I know, y'all, don't, y'all not ready for this maturity. If I know I did something wrong and the situation is still open, I don't believe God is totally satisfied with my offering until I close it. Look at your neighbor and say, my bad. I wasn't thinking, my bad. I know I messed us up for, for good, but I appreciate you forgiving me. And be out. You ain't never got to text him again. You ain't take me off the text. It's over. But I reconciled it. Now God can receive my worship. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Leave your gift at the altar. The very next verse says, agree with your adversary quickly. Yeah, this is a big pill to swallow. First of all, if you know you offended somebody, leave your gift, go make it right. Boom. After that, agree with your adversaries. So the first part is you making it right with your brother and your sister and somebody who gets you and loves you. The second one is how you address enemies and haters and people who have permanently postured themselves against you as an adversary. How do I handle adversaries? Agree with them. Why are you on the way with them? They were on the way to court. Because if he delivered you to the judge, the judge is going to deliver you to the altar, and you're going to be cast into prison. The verse after that, I don't have it up there, so don't go to it. The ver- I know I'm talking fast. Okay. Agree with your adversary quickly while you're on the way to the courthouse, this is saying. Because if not, he's going to deliver you up to the judge. The judge is going to throw you in prison, and you ain't getting out until you pay the whole thing. Why go through all that? So how do I deal with people who have permanently postured themselves against me? There's no reconciliation there. There's no, let me make it good. Agree with them. Oh, it's, you don't have to clap. It's cool. Because this ain't a fun one. You just a black, you don't care about nobody. I apologize. Because nothing I say. It's going to reconcile or restore it because you're already postured against me. So know who your adversaries are. Agree. It's not sarcasm. It's spiritual maturity. It's not, all right, all right, all right. That's not agreeing. That's being sarcastic. That, That fans the flame. That keeps the fire going. And you know it. That's why you do it. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. I'm a liar. Okay. That's not agreeing. <laughs> That's starting it up again. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be that. I'll be that. That ain't agreeing. Agree. Okay. I, I understand. I understand. Thank you. I apologize. Now, that takes a big person to do that. You can't do it. He can only do it through you. We can't do it. We can't. Only he can do it. Do y'all get that? That's a big one. That's not a fun one at all. 
but it's almost the only response. Because what you going to do? Go back and forth with your enemy? What you going to do? You tried that already. What happened? Nothing. You still get an occasional smart comment under one of your picks. Like, man, this guy still. Because you didn't agree with him. Unless you want to fight and handle it that way, agree with you, and make it worse. Because even when they beat up, it ain't over. They're just going to come back with their cousins. There he is. And then you come back with your cousins. There he is. And everybody's getting beat up worse and worse. Like, there they go. There they are. Like, man. You feel me? <laughs> Both of your squads is getting more and more damaged. Like, ooh, is he all right? Ooh, is he all right? Man, are they okay? <sighs> After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back to the city. Next verse, where we previously preached the word. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take Mark. But Paul disagreed. Let's not take Mark. He left us. He left us there. He didn't continue with him. Remember, he got scared. He punked out, basically. John Mark was with Paul and Barnabas on another road trip, a missions trip, and he punked out, left them hanging. So Paul's like, hey, Barnabas, they doing a tour together. Paul and Barnabas preaching, people getting changed. Just read Acts from 11 to like 13. All that, dumb three chapters. They going in, bang, bang, bang. Paul like, let's go back to Antioch. All right, let's go. Let's take Mark. Nah. What you mean? Nah. Remember he left us when we, remember we almost got, he left us? Nah, yeah. We ain't taking him. Just leave him there. We good? Why are we going to bring him with us? That's a, nah, man, he's a good guy. I'm saying, nah, man, I'm trying to, it got so bad. The next one. Next one. The disagreement was so sharp that they separated. He took John Mark. Paul took, uh, I forgot, uh, uh, Timothy, I think. I don't, I don't, forgive me for not knowing. So they separated because the quarrel got so heavy. Confrontation, no, just because, in my last closing, y'all, thank y'all, before last, last and a half. <laughs> just because, what time did I get up here? Like 8, 8, 815? 8.05? So I'm an hour and 10 minutes already? All right. Y'all good, all right? All right. Just because you're both doing the will of God doesn't mean that there won't be differences or that you're guaranteed to get along. Just because you're both doing God's work doesn't mean you're just guaranteed you're going to get along. Your personalities are going to click. It's going to be great because we have one purpose and one thought in mind, and that's Jesus. We got the same destination, but we got different ways. Sometimes the ways clash. You got to understand when your ways is clashing, even though the destination is the same. Don't force the ways just because you got the same destination. Don't force nobody to do it your way, and don't let them force you to do it theirs. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> do you. I see you at the day. I see you when we get there because we obviously both going to the same place. Confrontation is an open conflict of opposing ideas and forces. Confrontation is a bringing together of ideas, themes, etc., for comparison, 
and examination. It's a bringing together of ideas, themes, ways for the purpose of comparison and examination. So, hey, I want to, how about, so present your way as another theme, another way, not a, uh-uh, because you always, if you have a conflict or don't totally agree, how do you converse it? Confrontation does not have to be ratcheting and gum popping and neck. Where y'all? Come on. How old are we? We're still popping our neck like you in nursery school. You have to do it that way. You don't have the brilliance to converse intelligently. All you got is cuss words and neck popping. Where are you from? Why, you, why did you graduate? Not where. Why? Why did you graduate if that's all you got? You have no greater intelligence than that of the streets. I disagree with that. So confrontation is not get your point across. It's a bringing together of ideas. It's open conflict of, of, it's open conflict of opposing ideas. I got a different idea. That's what it is. That's confrontation. There's a, see, I don't want to give my testimonies, but there's some people I have to confront because I didn't appreciate their treatment of me. Amen. Yeah, because he knows he know one of the persons I'm talking about, like, yo, if you can, don't talk to me like that ever in his name. Thank you. That's, that's my first try. My first and a half and second might not look like that at all, so please get it. <laughs> but you have to confront it, or you will be boiling on the inside, and they will be skipping happy like, today is the day that the Lord has made you. Oh, shut down, you little. You should never have that in your heart. You should never have a, ooh, never. You should be free, like, oh, yeah, I told them how I felt. It was cool. I shared my opposing idea. I don't know how they took it, but I shared my opposing idea. I did it peacefully. I did it humbly and uh, prayerfully. And work. That's all. You should never have a, Ugh. no. Let, if anything, let them have it of you. Because conflict, conflict resolution in a humble way like that, I'm trying to tell y'all, it breeds authentic relationships. So now you got the real me. You got the, you got the me that don't like what you just did, but we still cool. We're going to say the same thing Friday in the marriage class, but you got the me that didn't appreciate how you did that, but we still good. But you got the real me. Instead of the, every time you do it, I'm just a little irked every time a little. You ain't got to embody that. You don't have to hold that. You have the gift of conflict, of, of confrontation. I'm sorry. You have the gift of confrontation to release that so your heart won't be troubled. So now you ain't phony around them every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I always fall. Don't worry about it. I always, I always fall. No, we're not doing that. We're not being phony. No, I need authentic, real, pure, truthful, honest relationships in my life. If anybody is with me, scream. I don't want to be with nobody and not know who they really are. 
I don't want to go to dinner with you and not know who you are. I don't tell me what you feel. Tell me you don't like me in all black. Tell me and let's handle it. Come, the Bible says. Hiya. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll wash them. God is a God of confrontation. Let us reason together. That's it. Thank you. I'm done. Everybody standing. First thing. How do I bring it up? Bring it up. How? Big word, Liv. You ready for this big word? Humbly. You're offended. But charged to be humble. You think that's hard? Try not slapping back the people that slap you or spit on you while you got a crown of thorn on your head. Try not saying a mumbling word while you're in court and they're lying on you. Are you kidding me? So that's hard to be humble in conversing your, 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 your offense? It's hard for you to be nice while you tell somebody, I didn't appreciate that. That's that hard? While people was plucking this man's beard? And are you kidding me? That's nothing. I can eat that. I can swallow. Okay. Hey, you, just be kind. Be humble. Solomon's son. I'm almost done. Solomon is dead. The wisest man in the whole world. He's dead. His son takes the throne. The workers come and say, can you make our load a little lighter? Your dad was a little tough on us. He asked the wise men that counseled his father. So his father's the wisest man, and he asked his counselors, what should I do? He said, humble yourself. Become as one of them just this one day, and they'll serve you forever. Become them for a moment. Become the person who hurt you for a moment. Be is this, are y'all all right? Yeah, because when you become them, you're less abrasive. Become the person who hurts you. Maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe they, maybe they really have a problem with you. I don't know. But if you choose to become them, your approach is more humble. Because now you do unto others. So he asked the counselor. Then he asked his homies that he grew up with, the Bible says. They was like, please, tell them if you thought that was bad, I'm going to make your workload three times hotter. Please, tell them you're the new king in town, bro. Don't let them. And who did he listen to? His homies. War broke out and it split the kingdoms. Between Israel and Judah. It split the kingdoms. Because he chose to be the nah instead of humble. Which route are you taking? Just don't be upset at your life if you choose the nah road. Don't be upset that stuff start breaking apart and stuff start... And, if you choose not to be humble, don't be upset that everybody came up but you this year. Don't be upset. That's all I'm saying. You have a right to stay mad. You have a right to own your offense. Nah, you can do that. Just don't be upset. But if you be humble for a moment, they'll serve you forever. One moment. You ain't got a moment in you. How do I bring it up? Humbly. Humility and wisdom. I'm done. Thank you. Humility and wisdom is how I handle confrontation. Humility and wisdom. When do I say something? Wisdom. How do I say it? Wisdom. What time should I say it? Is it wisdom? 
First thing you should do is confront yourself. Now let's talk about that. I should do a series on this. You got to confront you first. Start asking questions. Okay, why am I offended by that? Because just because you're offended don't mean it's rightfully so. Maybe you have an unnecessary offense. Oh, it got quiet on this side. I'm sorry, y'all. I love y'all. Let me go back. Who's saying that's right? You. Let me stay right here with y'all. Because they was like. <laughs> and I, un- I understand that I don't understand everybody's situation. But I also understand that it does not matter. Confront yourself first. What do I need to change? How do I need to? And then confront the Lord. Ask God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. That's the last scripture up there, I think. It don't matter. Ask God how, you can play because that helps me be quiet, uh, Malik. How, thank you, Mella. How can I do this? Usually I pop off, usually I, I handle it. But that's gotten me where I am so far and I don't really like where I am. All my life I did it that way, make sure nobody, make sure everybody take me seriously. I make sure, you know what I'm saying? That I make sure. Look where it's got you. I could be so much further if I exercise humility and wisdom. These are two huge pills that the believer should swallow for best results. Confront yourself. Confront slash ask the Lord. And then confront the person. They should be third. Why are they first? <laughs> what you? Don't do that first. Why am I fitted? Because it hurt. Okay. Lord, what should I do? Slap them? No? Okay, so. <laughs> ask yourself. Ask the Lord. Then confront them. It adds to your happiness. It adds to authentic relationships. It adds to peace and joy. To have no offense. Can you imagine that? To not be mad at nobody? Can you imagine that? To have peace within yourself? Like, hey, and just have a blissful ignorance is bliss like, I don't even know this whole side hates me. That's the life more abundantly. You know what I mean? That's a better class and level of living. But the responsibility is on you to bring it up. Spouses, I'm going to talk about it Friday, but bring it up. In some way, somehow, bring it up. You stuck with that joker for a minute. <laughs> Till death do us part is kind of a long time. Bring it up. They deserve to know. Father, I pray that you give us wisdom and humility. Give us a different system for conflict resolution. I pray that authentic relationships springs forth out of live. Man, real relationships. I really mean this moment. I'm smiling at Diddy's and my smile is authentic. I'm smiling at Applebee's and I mean this smile, boy. When I say pass me the fries, I mean it. Pass me the fries with joy. How I want to live. We are human, so offenses will happen. Thank you for the gift of confrontation. 
that I don't have to hate my brother or my sister just because I was offended. Thank you for the gift of confrontation. Woo! Hallelujah! This is a heavy charge, but it's not just on us to do. We don't have to do it in our own strength. We thank you that your strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. I'm not going to ask who needs prayer on this topic. I believe it's everybody. So I just pray strength, courage, wisdom, and a whole lot of humility. You were wronged. But don't try to pay yourself back. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Everybody with your, whatever your prayer posture is, I don't want to say close your eyes or whatever, but just say, Lord, I need you. Just take 20 seconds to pray for yourself right now. And then about 10, the last 10 seconds for your brother and your sister. Pray for yourself, Lord, that hurt. I, some of us were molested. Some of us were raped. Some of us were done. I mean, I need you for this one, God. I need you. I can't carry this in my come up. I can't carry this in my next season. I need you for this one, man. I need you for this one. I need you for this one. Help me. Help me confront peacefully and with humility and wisdom. Help me to do it at the right time. Help me not to just get something off my chest. But let the focus be reconciliation and understanding. I need your help on this one, Lord. Come on, pray for yourself, everybody. I need your help. I need your help, Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.